Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Tuesday, November 23rd, 2021, and this is day 1354 of our journey together. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and praise you and honor you with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind and strength. Thank you so much for creating us in your image and giving us your breath of life so that we can go forth and fulfill the purpose that you created us to, to, to do even before the foundations of the earth. You knew this is what we would be doing. I thank you so much, my Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted, healing the sick, and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Today's message is saying no brings peace and freedom. When we learn the power of no, we will begin to experience the peace and the freedom that God intends for us to have. So we're coming out of Esther chapter 1, verses 1 through 12. Learning a little bit more about that queen prior to Esther coming onto the scene. And that queen's name was Vashti or Vashti. Um, and um, let's learn a little bit more about what happened with her. All right, so it says, this is what happened during the time of Xerxes. The Xerxes who ruled over 127 provinces, stretching from India to Kush. So that lets you know he had a pretty big kingdom. All right. At that time, King Xerxes reigned from his royal throne in the citadel of Susa. And in the third year of his reign, he gave a banquet for all his nobles and officials. The military leaders of Persia and Media and, and the, let's see, the princes and the nobles of the provinces were present for a full 180 days, that's six months. He displayed the vast wealth of his kingdom and the splendor and glory of his majesty. And that was also something that he that was done by great kings at that time uh, to show their power, uh, their wealth, and to let others know how um, important they were and uh, to show that they were worthy of being in control, basically. So verse 5 says, When these days were over, the king gave a banquet lasting seven days in the enclosed garden of the king's palace for all the people from the least to the greatest who were in the citadel of Susa. The garden had hangings of white and blue linen fastened with cords of white linen and purple material to silver rings on marble pillars. There were couches of gold and silver on a mosaic pavement of potpourri marble, mother of pearl, and other costly jewels. Wine was served in goblets of gold, each one different from the other, 
and the royal wine was abundant in keeping with the king's liberality. By the king's command, each guest was allowed to drink with no restrictions. So they can get as drunk as they wanted, basically. They they were drinking out of their golden goblets, uh, sitting on his golden couches, <laughs> standing up against his marble pillars, <laughs> and able to drink as much as they wanted. For the king instructed all the wine stewards uh, to serve each man what he wished. When Vashti also, well, I'm sorry, it's just as... Queen Vashti also gave a banquet for the women in the royal palace of King Xerxes. On the seventh day, when King Xerxes was in high spirits, drunk from wine, he commanded the seven eunuchs who served him, Mahuman, Biztha, Harbona, Bigtha, Abagatha, Zether, and Carcass to bring before him Queen Vashti wearing her royal crown in order to display her beauty to the nobles, for she was lovely to look at. But when the attendants delivered the king's command, Vashti refused to come. Then the king became furious and burned with anger. I'm going to stop there and I'll just tell you he pretty much had a temper tantrum and told all of his his inner circle about what happened. And they said, get rid of her because she's going to contaminate all the other wives and make them all learn to say no to their husbands. Basically, I'm just summing it up. (laughs) They said, oust her. And by her saying no really was a very serious thing back in those times. The king could have had her killed for saying no to his command. Very, very powerful that she refused to come in to where the king was with all of his other drunk associates and friends to sashay her around the room to show off her beauty. Even though it could have come across as a compliment, um, she refused. Some say she may have been pregnant or, or just the fact that she did not want to be sashayed uh, in front of all the other men just to show off her beauty. So the king was furious and she was dethroned. And then that's how Esther came on the scene, Queen Esther. But let's, let's dive in a little bit more and find out why saying no brings about peace and freedom. Point number one. When we get sick and tired of being sick and tired of going through a particular situation, we'll say no. My mother would always say that when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you'll do something about it. And that's something that you need to do, maybe just saying no. Many times we'd much rather endure the hardship in exchange for the fame, power, or money. Look at what Vashti went through. She had everything. I mean, golden goblets, (laughs) gold and uh, silver on mosaic pavement. I mean, you know, uh, uh, porphyry and um, marble, a mother of pearl and costly uh, jewels just used to decorate the house and the flooring. I mean, she had it all right. And, And she had probably gotten used to that 
type of living situation. And, and all of a sudden, in the midst of this, you're going to say no. <laughs> it can definitely be deceiving. But as we can see, Vashti gave up her status of being queen in exchange for peace and in exchange for freedom. I bet this must have gone on before. <laughs> I don't think this was the first time. And uh, she just probably got, as we can see, tired of it and, and all the wealth in the world and the money. I mean, he was extremely wealthy, the king, and that made her wealthy as well. But none of that meant anything over her peace and over her freedom. What are you still putting up with because you think you can't make it without that person, uh, without the money that you're receiving for whatever you're doing that brings about hardship, uh, the addiction uh, that you've been uh, enslaved to, uh, and you feel like I can't do without whatever that is. The addiction doesn't always have to be drugs or alcohol. It can be uh, addicted to working and addicted to um, sex, uh, addicted to you know, porn, addicted to something that is causing harm, but because of the addiction, and the addiction means that the lust of the flesh, we don't want to let it go. Uh, it might be you're living with somebody and you feel like I can't leave them because I need their half of the money to, to, in order to make it. And, and therefore, now we're trusting that person over God. We're putting them really before God when we do that or whatever that is that we're entrusting to get us over the hump. Like we might say, oh my gosh, I need something to drink. I need a drink after getting <laughs> and getting out of a, a rough day. And like, this is what relaxes me, you know? And uh, yeah, that, that wine might be fine, but after uh, doing that every single time and, and that's what we that's our crutch. That's what we lean to. That's putting that before God saying in all actuality, God is the one that will bring us the peace and the freedom and the relaxation. And so we're leaning on something else that can actually turn into something deeper if we're not careful. Sometimes it's, it's also an addiction to receiving the government money, the government everything, because we've gotten conditioned to that. And, and that's part of the enemy's plan to get conditioned to it to a point of where we won't work so many hours just so we don't lose that because we feel like we can't do without it. I, I can't make it without that. And I'll tell you something. It is good to have it uh, to get over the hump, but it's not good to have it for life, to make it a lifestyle unless there's something desperately wrong and you have to have that. Totally get that. But one of the best things that could have ever happened to us coming up, I didn't think it then, but when, when the government would not give my mother food stamps, would not give her welfare or Medicaid, whatever it was, said she made too much money, was not getting the child support or the alimony that my father was supposed to pay. Uh, and she worked two and three jobs. She was a nurse. And they said she made too much money raising five children to get any kind of assistance. And I'll tell you, I'm grateful to this day that she did not. Uh, back then, I thought, wow, we should be able to get that. Uh, but it taught us something very valuable. And that's how to endure, how to make a little of nothing, how to take nothing and make it into something. 
how to be self-disciplined, how to persevere, how to be committed to something so that we, we, because we knew we needed, if it weren't for us going out and doing the work, we would not make it. So God was with us all along. Again, if you really need it, that's what it's for. Uh, It's time to trust the Lord totally to, to be delivered from the bondage that the enemy has enslaved you to. Uh, it is time to be delivered from that. Point number two, if you don't learn the power in saying no, you subject yourself to misery. God has given us as believers his wisdom the and power through the Holy Spirit. And one of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. We When we love the Lord with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, we then are able to love ourselves, then others. Now we're able to see clearly and be discerning to know when saying no is appropriate and it is the liberating answer we must give. So don't be afraid to say no. I'll never forget when my sister and I Uh, We started off with three of us sisters in Crown Center with our bakery, Big Mama's Bakery and Cafe. And uh, we moved from Raytown. We had been there for five years. God sent a group of people basically to come and get us. Uh, We didn't know who they were. Uh, They came in dressed in their, you know, all suited up in their nice suits, about five people and ordered up uh, different items on the menu and uh, sat at our little dining area where it seated 30 people in little cute chairs and and they ate and then they came back up and said, we were sent here to come and get you, to bring you to Crown Center. It was honestly, y'all, one of those stories that is just unbelievable, but it was a miracle from God because we were struggling at that moment. The recession had taken place. And we were at a point where we did not know what we were going to do. Do we leave or do we stay? We can't afford any longer to stay here in Raytown. And when they said that, they, we went to Crown Center. Um, they showed us our space. There were two spaces. The kitchen itself was about, all by itself, was at least 1,500 square feet. It was huge. And it had the walk-in refrigerator, walk-in freezer, a walk-in oven, rotating rack oven that was that could cook, uh, bake uh, probably 20 times more items at a time than we were able to bake in our little ovens at in Raytown. But listen, we loved where we we enjoyed being at Raytown, and it was needed. Uh, we had a the people there were extremely kind-hearted and loyal. Once we accepted the offer to go to Crown Center, we had no money. We did not. <laughs> it was amazing how God did it. They said, listen, we, we need to bring you here. Basically, they needed a bakery and uh, they were running their own and it was way too much to handle. And so our our um, bakery space was about 800 square feet. It was next to the Bronx Pizza Place when it was there. And uh, they said, we're going to customize it to make it fit your needs. Uh, they had to up grade the electrical units and it cost $50,000 to do all the things they did to upgrade it, to make it fit our look and um, all those things. And and they said, but we only want you uh, to pay 
you know, a portion. So your portion would be 10,000 and we'll pay the 40,000. And uh, we said, well, um, do we, how, how soon do we have to pay it? And they said, well, you've got, you know, once the contractor's all done with the work, which would take about a month, that's when you would have to pay it. And then we said, well, if we don't have it, then um, can we make payments on it? They said, absolutely. And whatever we said, they were fine with it. And so we did. We ended up making payments on our 10000 And I like it that we did have, you know, uh, input. We did have um, uh, money in the game, you know. Uh, but it was a blessing that they did all those things. And 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 when it it went well for the first three or so years, and then uh, Crown Center made a major change in their building. They got rid of all the stores on the third floor to turn it into Nordstrom's uh, total space. Um, and they own, I don't know, I, I think they own Nordstrom's, I can't remember. But um, anyway, they brought Nordstrom's in from, from the plaza, transitioned the whole third floor to fit that store that would take up all of that space. Well, when they did that, they blocked certain entrances uh, on the first floor as they were um, doing the construction work that took a good year to do. And so when they blocked those entrances, a lot of our clientele came through there because there were people that worked there. And so when they could not come through those entrances, or, or they, we lost business. The people were not, not able to get in like they used to. So we were struggling. All of the, all of the restaurants and <clears throat> uh, other businesses there were all struggling during that time. So we knew that we could not afford to stay any longer. Uh, and they were the best landlords anybody could ever ask for. I'll just tell you that. Um, and we were, the rent we were paying was really no more than we were paying in Raytown. But we, it was a very good situation uh, until that happened. And many times when things like that happen, God allows certain things to happen to move us on to the next phase of our lives. But we have to know to we have to know and understand it's time to say no. So I remember uh, we met with the lawyer that um, that would that represented Crown Center, and uh, he was the one that would transact all the different contracts and business. And he met with us, and he wanted us to renew our lease for another five years. And my sister Joyce and I had talked about this beforehand. I said, "No, Joyce, we can't do it." As much as we both wanted to and really enjoyed it, and it was a beautiful place, but financially, our, our books were saying, no, we could barely afford to pay our employees, let alone ourselves. So near the end, in the beginning, it was very lucrative and very good, but uh, we told him no, and uh, we still owed money. We owed the money. Uh, due to the sluggishness that was going on, and they allowed all us and the and all the other patriots that work that had uh, spaces there to work out payment plans. And anyway, we uh, owed a good close to twenty thousand dollars, and they told us, uh, you know, we were getting ready to sell a lot of our equipment, and he said, "We'll just do that, and then we'll settle after that, and you let us know how much you made and how much you could pay." And I think once we sold our the equipment we were selling, we may have raised a good seven thousand or twelve thousand. I mean, seven thousand or nine thousand dollars. 
And uh, we we paid that and it brought our balance down. And we told um, the lawyer, which I can't remember his name, but he was such a nice man. Uh, and we met with him uh, at this giant <laughs> uh, conference table. I mean, it looked like something in a movie uh, in their beautiful offices and uh and him sitting on one end and us on the other. And, and he says, well, uh, do you have the rest of the money to pay off the balance? And we said, no, we don't, but we will. We'll, we'll work. Uh, we're, once we leave here, we'll get jobs and we'll make payments and this, that, and the other. And uh, before we left out of that conference room, he said, no, your debt basically is paid in full. You do not have to pay it. And we signed papers. Uh, and it was just, I, I was just numb. <laughs> and it was a blessing above and beyond what we could ever imagine. But it all came about from saying no to the fact that we can't afford to renew for another five years. And, and then he was able, we were able to be blessed uh, even though we may have thought we'll figure out the enemy may have thrown that in our face and he did, you owe money. You need to keep doing this. But God said, no, say no, because it's time to move on. It is time to go to the next level where I want to take you. And man, oh man, has it been an awesome journey. If I hadn't said no to that, I wouldn't be doing ministry uh, what I'm doing now, the type of work I'm doing, it feels like I am doing ministry, you know, 40, 80 hours a week because it is what God has called me to do in transition zone and in doing MI15. Um, what about you? Uh, what has God shown you to say no to? Because saying no is going to bring you deliverance, it's going to bring you peace, it's going to bring you freedom in ways that you can't even imagine. But see, the problem is you don't see what's on the other side of no right now. But God has it under control. I promise you, just say uh, say no to what God is telling you to say no to and watch him just show out for you. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace in Jesus name. Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.